Hello, this is Danielle Savory, and you are listening to It's My Pleasure, episode number 173. In order for a woman to fully step into her power, it is essential to incorporate her pleasure, sexual, and beyond. In this podcast, I will teach you how to use your mind, tap into your body, and take action to creating the most orgasmic life. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing, my friends? Are you ready to talk about making foreplay fantastic? I am. I absolutely love foreplay. And this is just one of my favorite subjects because it brings in so many other inhibitions and roadblocks and ways that I really see women blocking themselves from the most pleasurable experience they can have. But before we dive into that, I wanted to let you all know of a completely free five-day challenge that I am running starting next week. And I invite all of you to join. It is called Reawaken Week. And this is your week to step more into your sensual, to help prep your body and your brain for more pleasure. And we will be using the Savory Starter Guide as the basis for this challenge, but I'm going to be adding a lot more narrative to this guide. I am going to be giving you little tips and insights and ways that you can intertwine this work so that you feel really confident just blazing your own pleasure path, you know, with this reset that that we get with September. So I don't know about you all, but for me, September feels like a restart or a rev up or like a revamp or a reset or however you want to think of it. And maybe it's just from all those years of being in school and that excitement of like going back to school and the new notebooks and the new pens. And, you know, it just felt like there was so much newness in the air. And September has been and always has been my absolute favorite month because of this. I know some people's reset is, you know, the new year in January, or maybe your reset is around your birthday or something like that. But for me, it's September. There's something about this transition from the beautiful chaos that is the summertime and then moving into the fall when, you know, there's the like the leaves are all falling. Like there's, I don't know, there's just something that's so rejuvenating to me about the fall time and a chance for me to really start to go in where the rest of the summer kind of feels like this external energy. Like there's so much focus on adventures and going elsewhere outside there's all this energy and attention on like external things. You know, I spend a lot of time outside, but my attention itself is also, you know, in these adventures and, you know, with me and the kiddos or doing crazy things or the spontaneity or the late nights or the lack of schedule or whatever it may be. And as I move into September, it's like my body and my mind just crave a little bit more structure. It's like there's a, a slowness that comes with September and a stillness that I truly crave that I truly desire, just a little of that settling. It's like, it makes me think of those calm jars. I don't know if you ever used those calm jars before where it's like glitter basically, but you shake it up and it's all crazy and it's chaotic. And then you sit and you just watch the glitter fall to the bottom. 
that's how I feel like September is. It's like, I've been shooken up, had a great time, had a lot of fun, a lot of craziness over the summer. And now I'm ready for like my glitter just to settle in. It's like a coming home back to myself. So that's exactly why I wanted to do this reawaken week in September. It starts next Wednesday. Like I said, it's completely free to you. And if you've already signed up for the Savory Starter Guide, you're automatically going to be enrolled in the challenge. But if you have not, then go do it. Like stop the podcast, go do it right now. daniellesavory.com slash savory, S-A-V-O-R-Y dash, like the minus sign dash starter. So daniellesavory.com slash starter. I am so excited to be with you all during this challenge and seeing how we can really come back home to our bodies, reawaken our sensuality. And like I said, prep our brain and our body for more pleasure. Because listen, women, we are wildly under pleasured in our society. We are go, go, go. We're under like, there's this like simmer of stress, like right below the surface. And I want to bring you back into calm and to ease, but also joy, delight, and ecstatic pleasure. So let's do this together. Sign up now. Okay. Now let's talk about foreplay, shall we? So foreplay in my mind, is truly the basis for an orgasmic experience. This is not a step to be skipped. There's so many benefits for us to engage in more foreplay, but what I find is that most people who have been in a relationship for a given amount of time skip it or they shorten it. So you either shorten it or it's non-existent altogether. And it's like, once you have kind of established like, okay, we're the kind of people that have intercourse along the way, we start losing time and we have less and less time for each other. And then that means we have less and less time for foreplay because we don't look at it as essential. Thank you, patriarchy, as intercourse. So I really want to make a case for foreplay because foreplay, I find, like I said, is your key if you want to have a more orgasmic experience. So a lot of you, you're like, eh, a sex, take it or leave it, right? Maybe you have high desire, maybe you have low desire, but that pleasure factor in order for you to move up what I call and what I teach inside of my group coaching like Tangled is the pleasure scale. In order for you to move up your pleasure scale to orgasmic outcomes, then there has to be a warm up. There has to be a chance for your body to really get on board with what is going on so that you can experience the kind of orgasmic results that we all want. I'm not lying there, right? Like we all want to experience more pleasure. And a lot of times what I find is, you know, as we go on, as we get into these relationships, we're like, oh, we're just not as like passionate as we used to be, or it just doesn't feel as good, or I don't want it as much. And I honestly believe there's a number of reasons this happens, but one of the reasons is because we stopped playing. We stopped having that for play. There is play in that, right? We stopped playing with it. We stopped having fun with it. We stopped taking our time with it. We stopped being curious and we fall into this kind of like sexual habit or sexual routine. And we continue to put that on repeat eliminating so many of the elements that got you really turned on in the first place. 
So let's go ahead first and make a case for foreplay. I'm going to share with you a number of reasons why I think it's important if you're not already convinced. And then we're going to go into the five shifts that you can take for fantastic foreplay. So why should you even consider foreplay? Number one, because of physiological arousal, okay? So physiological arousal is actually your body preparing for sexual intimacy. This can be, you know, the vaginal lubrication. This could be the blood flow to your genitals. This can be your body just starting to come online is how I like to think of it. Like if we're offline and then we come online, I like to really think of like foreplay is this chance for my body to wake up. It's that reawakening experience, this like touch into your sensuality. And if we don't have that, then it takes a really long time (laughs) if you just jump into stuff. So if you're the kind of person that you're like, oh, I just, it takes me a really long time to orgasm or I don't orgasm at all, or you feel like you don't have a lot of time. And so you're just like rushing through it. Or if you're even the kind of person that you're like, yeah, it used to feel good, but I don't really think that pleasure is possible or it doesn't feel as accessible or as possible for me, then getting your body prepped for this kind of engagement, for this like sexual intimate engagement is highly, highly important. It will help enhance your sensitivity. It will get your body prepped. It will get you primed and it will get you ready. Now, the second reason that I find that foreplay can be so imperative to our pleasure is because of the emotional connection. And we don't really think about that part, right? We don't really think, I mean, we all want emotional connection. We want that level of intimacy. We want that deep, you know, stare into the eyes. Well, some of us, I'm not really a stare into the eyes kind of person, but (laughs) I like to feel emotionally connected. I like to feel that closeness with my partner. And foreplay allows us to foster more of that intimacy. We're not just making it this transactional thing. It doesn't become one more thing we cross off the to-do list. When we are more engaged with foreplay, we're more engaged with our partner. We're allowing ourselves to connect and create that bond with our person because it is a little bit less structured and it can be a bit more playful. We can create this curiosity and that is what is going to help us then when we do get into our sexual session is that emotional connection ahead of time, okay? The third reason is because it just makes pleasure better That is one of the main things that I was saying to you all here, that it actually is going to lead you to a more satisfying climax or more satisfying experience, whether or not you climax. So I always like to think of this because for myself, I have definitely you know, gone straight into it before, whether it's in a self-pleasure session or in a session with my husband. And those times where I don't allow my body and my mind to get fully on board, I might have an orgasm. I might not. But the experience is always less than than if I give myself the time to really get my mind and my body on board with the sensuality of everything, with the intimacy of everything, with the sexuality of everything. It allows us to build up the anticipation. If you listen to a few episodes ago, I forget what the name of it was. I'll look it up and put it in the show notes. But 
the episode where I talked about thirsting, right? It's just like when you have built up a thirst or built up a hunger for something, it makes that water, that cold drink of water after you've really worked hard and you're really hot or you're really sweaty or you went on a long hike or a long run or whatever it might be, it makes that experience of the water that much richer because you created a thirst for it. Or when you're hungry, right? Like you create this hunger for something. So in order for us to experience more arousal and more pleasure, we want to build up the anticipation of it. So that's another reason. And then the fourth reason that I would say is it really does allow for more communication. Okay, so it gives us kind of an idea of the type of session that we want or what your partner or what you are into. I find that in my personal experience and typically in the experience of a lot of my clients, and and this is in long-term partnerships, they tend to vary a lot. My clients tend to vary a lot, but their partner doesn't seem to vary that much of what they want or what they want to do. And that doesn't mean this is all couples, but this gives us that space for variety to happen. Like something that might have turned me on a lot when I was ovulating or at that time during the month is probably not going to be the exact same thing that turns me on when it's like two days before I start my period. So we have this wide variety of turn-ons and turn-offs. Your hormones are going to impact how you feel in your body. What was happening during that day is going to impact how you feel. How much space and time you have for that session is going to directly impact you know, what you want to do. And so giving yourself this like buffer before a session, this buffer for some more foreplay, for some time with one another, that is going to give you the chance to talk about it, to kind of like hint towards it. Like, you know, I really hope that you talk to me dirty or (laughs) I was thinking maybe we could try blah, 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 right? It gives you a chance to kind of set the tone and set the scene for what you want. And it allows us to have this variety introduced at the very beginning, okay? And then the last thing that I want to say, I mean, I could probably go on and on about how important foreplay is, but the last thing that I want to say is that, you know, physical intimacy in and of itself, like I've said many times before, has so many health benefits. But when we introduce foreplay into it, because you're taking the time to prep and prime your body, you are likely getting out of the stress cycle, which is helping you reduce stress. You're helping yourself lower blood pressure. You're boosting your immune system. None of these things and these benefits that I talk about are as readily available to you when it's just like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am sort of situation, when it's just like a one and done, get in, get out sort of thing. Many of these you know, benefits that I consistently talk about require the intimacy with you and your partner in order to experience the benefits. If I'm just like, hey, hon, you want a quickie, drop my drawers and get it on. And two minutes later, it's over. Then I'm probably not releasing any of that oxytocin, which is like that love hormone, right? Maybe I get a little boost of dopamine, but it's quick lived. 
I probably am not getting that much out of my stress cycle, and I'm for sure not lowering my blood pressure. So these are just some things to get in mind. If you really want to experience so many of the health benefits that come with physical intimacy, then foreplay is really a key component of that. This is, again, what helps you prep your mind and your body and is going to give a chance for all of those feel-good chemicals to be released, the oxytocin, the dopamine, the serotonin, all of that stuff. The more that we're in the land of pleasure, that we're landing in our bodies, the more all of these neurochemicals are going to have a chance to come online and are going to have a lasting, satisfying impact on your brain and body. Okay, so foreplay is important. Got it? It really is. <laughs> it's important for your physiological arousal. It's important for your emotional connection. It's important to enhance your pleasure. It helps with communication and it gives you, you know, these all these health benefits. So let's now talk about how you can make foreplay fantastic. Hopefully by now I've convinced you that it's very, very important. But now let's talk about the ways that you can ensure that it's actually good because nobody wants to have shitty foreplay. Am I right? Okay. So let's talk about some shifts that you can make. Number one, I would like if we all reframed foreplay. And what I mean by that is a couple different angles. Number one, let's make it a non-negotiable. Okay. This is not optional. It is essential. It's not just a nice to have. It's not just like, oh, when we were younger. It's not just like, oh, when we have time. It's essential. Because guess what? One of the reasons it's called foreplay or leading up to it, which I hate, by the way, is because it's putting sexual intercourse on a pedestal. And if you're in a heterosexual relationship, that means P and the V. And when we're just focused on P and the V as being the ultimate determiner and the, you know, the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop, all of these sorts of things, this goal of us getting it on with one another, then it completely takes away from many of the things that are going to turn you on to begin with that actually involve actions and behaviors that are conducive to female pleasure right? Because P and the V, if you're just going straight to P and the V, none of those bits in your vulva are getting fluffy. None of those things have a chance to warm up. None of that blood flow is going on. And clitoral stimulation may or may not happen. So we have to understand that even the idea that sexual intercourse is the pinnacle of what we should be experiencing is coming from a very narrow viewpoint that uh, from a viewpoint of male pleasure or from a reproductive viewpoint. So the reason that I want to reflame foreplay is I like to think of foreplay as all of the stuff leading up to a session, okay? So instead of thinking sex as just P and the V, I like to think of it as a session. And a session can involve the genitals in some certain way, right? It's still erotic. It's still experiencing ecstasy and pleasure and all of these fun things, but it may or may not be penetrative sex. It may be outer course. It may be, you know, just oral. It may be using your fingers or caressing. And so all of that stuff, I like to think as the main course, 
So then where does that leave foreplay? Well, foreplay means all the stuff that has you leaning into those kind of things. So the things that are turning you on, you know, some people it's emotional connection or communication. It's the kissing, it's the touching, it's the leaning in, it's dressing for it. Okay. So if we are reframing foreplay number one as being essential, this is a vital part, then it's all the stuff leading up to a session. So all the stuff that might lead up to like, I like to think of genital engagement, right? So when your genitals are involved, it's sexual in nature and it becomes erotic. But leading up to that, what has you more willing? What has you wanting your genitals to be involved, right? So the foreplay, you know, it might like look like a walk with your partner. It might look like text messaging each other. It might look like kissing on the couch or scooting a little closer or taking off your clothes. All of that stuff now becomes the foreplay. So I really think that we need to reframe what foreplay is because then it gives you an opportunity to really experience foreplay all of the time, right? Maybe not all of the time, but a lot of the times. Like, why not? Like, why not be leaning in? Why not be touching? Why not be caressing? Why not be dressing for like your most sensual, seductive self? Why not? Okay. So, when we are allowed to start thinking of foreplay as what builds up to the main course, but now the main course is an entire buffet table instead of the same old, same old, then we get to start having fun then it truly becomes play. So that is the first shift. Whether or not you want to think of foreplay as all the stuff leading up to it, the talking, the walking, the touching, the caressing, that's up to you. But if you do nothing else, make sure that it's essential. Make sure that it is a part of your pleasure plan to include some time for foreplay. Okay, the second shift that we want to make is we want to awaken the sensual. And that means turning your attention to your body and practicing experiencing sensual pleasures. Okay, now when we help to awaken our body and connect with our body and awaken the sensual, we're really creating a foundation so that when we do go into the kissing, when we do go into the touching, the caressing, all of these things, our body is already awake. It's on alert in a beautiful way. It doesn't make your sensuality, your felt sense inaccessible. So if you are already during the day connecting to your body and your felt sense, then when you do meet your partner, when you think about your partner, when you're sitting on the couch next to your partner and you touch one another, then that touch is going to have more of an electrifying feel because you've practiced waking your body up already. The third shift that you want to make is you want to set your mind up for the possibility of pleasure. Pleasure is possible for you. Remembering why it's good for you, why it matters to you, how it's helping you create the life that you want, the relationship that you want, the relationship with your body that you want. 
We want to set our mind up so that we're not only feeling deserving and worthy of pleasure, that's baseline what we want to do with our brain, right? But then the next step is that this is possible. This is available to me. This is beneficial for me. Because then when we start thinking about that, you're already putting your brain towards what can happen between you and your partner or between you and yourself if you're, you know, building up that foreplay for a self-pleasure session. So we want to start planting these seeds of pleasurable possibilities in our brain early on. The reason that we want to get our mind involved early and often is because Our brain operates on immediate gratification. It operates on urgency. And what does that mean for you and your pleasure? Well, usually that means that there's going to be a big chunk of resistance happening. Even if you're like, yeah, I know pleasure is great for me. But then in the moment when you have like emails dinging or your kiddo needs something or you've just had an exhausting day and you just want to like numb out in front of the television, all of that is almost trumps, right? It like trumps your pleasure. And so we want to be feeding ourselves why this is important. This is what I want. Pleasure is possible for me. I want to be able to show up more bold, more confident, more in touch with my desires. I want to have a partnership or a marriage that is lovey and romantic and fun and passionate and deeply intimate and connected now and in the next 10 years. I want to show my daughters what is possible. I want to show them what a self-love experience actually looks like. I want to enjoy my life more, right? All of these things. If you're planting these little nuggets throughout your day, or at least regularly on a daily basis, this is going to make it so much easier for foreplay to happen. It's going to make it so much easier for you to lean in instead of lean out when your partner grabs your buns, when they initiate, when they ask, when you've already been thinking about why you want this so much and how amazing it is, it will turn your foreplay into such a more fun and pleasurable experience. You're going to find yourself giddy for it. Just today, my kids went back to school today. Amazing. So fun. And just today, like I just kept thinking this whole week about like, oh, we're going to have an empty house and this is going to be so fun. And I love connecting with my partner and I love, you know, us getting it on and pleasure feels so fun. And like, I'm so deserving of pleasure and oh my gosh, I can be as loud as I want. Like I just started like using my mind for all this possibility, all these reasons that it was so important, all these, you know, ways that I was going to enjoy this experience and planting those pleasurable seeds, building up that anticipation that the minute those kiddos were dropped off, I was like, let's go. (laughs) The foreplay was on. The clothes were on the ground. We were having such a good time. And the craziest thing is, is I still had resistance leading up to it because 
My body was feeling a little tired. I wasn't used to this new schedule. Something happened in drop-off that kind of like shifted my mood a little bit. And I wasn't sure if I even really wanted to. So just because like life happens and your brain is going to take all of that stuff and run with it. Had I not been planting these seeds and planning for this and remembering the essential part and the vitalness, I don't think that's a word, but um, you know, just the actual like crucial aspect of pleasure, I probably would have listened to all those things that my brain said. I probably would have been like, well, not in the mood, not really feeling it, didn't sleep good last night. I would have latched on to every single one of those very convincing reasons in that moment. But because I had built up that anticipation, because I had myself looking forward to it, because I had been leaning in, it made it so much easier to then get it on. Okay. So that is why we also want to set our mind up and plant pleasure seeds often and early. Okay. Then the fourth thing that we want to do is you want to set up your space. Now, this is not an essential thing to do, but if I said this podcast is five shifts to make foreplay fantastic, this isn't just about regular old foreplay. This is about making it fantastic. And if you're like me, maybe you're not ADHD, maybe you're not neurodivergent in any way, but for me personally, I am. I am very easily distracted. And I know most people are, even if, like I said, you're not neurodivergent in any kind of way. We have a tendency, especially as women, to notice all of the things around us because we're holding that mental load. We're holding that mental load for our home, for our family, and that means that we're paying attention to all these little things that need to get done to make sure that we get them done. When your space is cluttered, when you have a lot of things around you that remind you of all the things that you need to get done, it makes it really hard to lean into pleasure. It makes it really hard to engage in foreplay. And I want you to be there. I want you to be present. And all those little things can become a reason not to, right? You could walk upstairs into your bedroom and all of a sudden you see a basket of laundry or you see your kiddos left their wet towel on the bathroom floor, or you left, you know, a bunch of, I have so many drink containers, (laughs) like a bunch of drink containers are all around. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I should really pick up after myself, or I got to get that laundry done, or I got to tell so-and-so to stop putting their towel on the ground, whatever it may be. We want to set our space up and do small little things so that it feels more like a sensual sanctuary. Now, I'm not saying your bedroom or wherever you're going to be getting it on needs to be perfect. I am way less than perfect. But I do do a couple of things, especially when I know I have planned to get it on so that those things aren't going to take me out of the moment, take me out of the experience when I do go to meet my partner. You might even go so far as you know, creating more of a sensual experience by bringing in things that create pleasure, like lying out a nice, really cozy blanket 
or putting a candle on or having the lights or the blinds already drawn or having some white noise or some music playing in the background. You can kind of eliminate some things that are going to distract you and turn you off. And you can bring in elements that help remind you of your pleasure and automatically help you drop into a more sensual experience. Okay. Now, the fifth and final shift for fantastic foreplay is to start early so you can build connection and build upon it. Now, what does start early mean? Well, like I said, you could technically, if you're thinking about foreplay as like kissing and connecting and that emotional connection, you could think about having that going on all of the time. The way that I like to think of it is the more that I'm at a simmer, the easier it is to get it on, right? So if you are boiling water, the amount of time it takes to boil ice cold water is going to be way more <laughs> than it it takes to boil like room temperature water, right? So this is the same type of thing is we want to work on building connection, building anticipation. This kind of goes up with the same thing of setting your mind up for possibility. But I also want you to think about this step and these shifts as being more of behaviors, more things that you can do that are going to make it easier for you to engage with your person when the time comes, when that foreplay really kicks in right directly before a session. What have you done to already create that connection? So I love cuddling at night. I know a lot of people do not, but the reason that I find to cuddle at night isn't necessarily because I love the cuddling all of the time. It is because I notice a drastic difference than if I touch my husband in bed before I get up in the morning, if I roll over and squeeze him or lay on his chest or even put my foot on his or whatever it might be, if I create that physical touch point, then I already feel more connected to him when I wake up. And then I'm more likely to reach out to him throughout the morning, to kiss him and let that kiss linger. So you can think of it like, how am I going to create that connection early on? For me, a lot of it is touch. Touch more than communication. You might be more of a communicator than a toucher. I like to really establish that connection of touch. For me, when I drop away from the uh, the narrative and the stories and the communication and just I'm like, remember how it feels to be in contact and in close intimate contact with my partner, that helps me feel so open to the possibility of more, of more pleasure, of more intimacy, and more connection. So think of the things that you're doing and how are you looking at your partner with anticipation, with appreciation, paying attention to what lights you up instead of all the things they're doing that you don't want them to do. We want to give airtime to the things that are turning you on. Right. So maybe it's creating that anticipation, like I said, by sending little text or doing like little love touches or kissing or leaning in or hinting at what you expect to be doing later on. The more that you build up that anticipation, you build that connection, the easier and more accessible it's going to be. So 
in summary, foreplay is really freaking important. It's important for your pleasure. It's important for your arousal. It's important for your connection. It's important for establishing intimacy. All of the reasons. There's so many reasons. And if you really want to make it fantastic, then think about these five things. Reframe it. Make sure that it's essential. Help yourself think of foreplay as all the things that are going to lead up to you getting it on, you taking your clothes off, you caressing, you doing all these other things. The second shift, awaken the sensual. Turn your attention to your body and start practicing experiencing sensual pleasures. You're going to increase your sensitivity and you're going to make it a less of a bridge, an easier jump or an easier leap have you (laughs) to feeling like disconnected to your body, to feeling really, really juicy and turned on. Three, set your mind up for the possibility, okay? Plant those pleasure seeds early and often. Your resistance is going to come up. That's totally normal. The brain operates on immediate gratification and urgency. And in order for us to counteract that, you want to have a good foundation of why you want this in the first place, how it's for you, how it's going to benefit you and your relationship. Number four, set up your space. Remove direct like distractions and invite a more pleasing environment in, things that are going to remind you of your sensuality. And last but not least, start early and build connection. Remember how to create that appreciation, that attractiveness to your person, that anticipation of what is going to unfold when you do get it on. Okay. As always, it's been my absolute pleasure to be with you here today. Can't wait to talk with you next week. And do not forget, we are starting the reawaken week next week. So get on the list, go to daniellesavory.com slash savory dash starter. Invite your friends, do the challenge together. This is not something that you're going to want to miss. And this is exactly what we will be doing in the challenge. We are going to create all of these conditions to make your foreplay and your sexy sessions that much better, that much more juicy, that much more delicious. Can't wait to see you there. Bye.